Let's take off. Bongani and Nala on Radio 2000. Dean uh, Macobri, uh, who's the founder of My Social Life. Good morning, Dean. Welcome to the show. Morning, morning. Uh, thank you for having me on. Dean, um, clearly all of us as parents think the right thing to do is to monitor our kids' cell phones and go through them. Should we be monitoring them? And what does, the, what does that say about the trust factor between us as parents and our kids? Yeah, <laughs> all very good questions. Um, should we be monitoring them? I think it's a question really of age. I think well, you know, once they start to get to 16 plus, it's going to be hard to monitor them because they're already engaging in all sorts of other activities which require an equal level of engagement, you know, in terms of, let's say, smoking, vaping, and all sorts of other things. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, I think it's definitely a question of age. And I think as soon as a child does get any type of device, even if they get a device for learning, it would be useful to use a monitoring software or a monitoring app um, and kind of continued at least up until uh, 15, 16. And, and, and so it's a question of age. What we need to do, whether you're using iOS or Android, is to use an adequate tool, something like uh, the app called Screen Time. Uh, inside iOS, there is a function also called Screen Time. You can use uh, a really strong monitoring tool called Bark. Those things will be able to help. Your final question was, you said, do you think it's a question of trust um, between us? Actually, you know, to some degree, yes, it probably is a question of trust, but I don't, I don't think it needs to sound quite as sinister as that. I think the problem is, do we trust the world? Do we trust the app makers? Do we trust, for example, those that don't have um, good motives out there, you know, in and terms the of adults, no. people that are trying to get money and so on? <laughs> We definitely don't trust them, Dean. Uh, And I mean, looking at, speaking of trust and looking at this uh, study that was done by the Department of Social Development and UNICEF, where they say 70% of children use the internet without parental consent. Is that something that we probably need to be looking at at home, whether our children are actually using the internet and we know about it? Should we be monitoring that kind of use? Absolutely, yeah. I think we want to be monitoring uh, many types of use, but the challenge that's happened is it's the way in which we monitor the use. So, for example, if we are almost, um, and, and different cultures almost have different approaches to the way in which they pair it too, but ultimately we've got to understand that if we try and like absolutely lock everything down without explaining it, without motivating it, without being able to um, at least give them a decent reason or even an alternative or what else are we going to do, then of course they're going to seek the best entertainment that is nearby. And that what we're seeing is once you lock things down, kids go and borrow a device from somebody that, that yep. you know, uh, has another one, a rich friend. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, yeah. Is there an app that I can install on my child's phone that they won't know exists so I can basically spy on the phone, but I don't have to have an uncomfortable conversation? Does that app exist? Well, it depends what you're using. There are actually screen time, uh, there are screen time, what would you call them, uh, a software which sits inside the phone. And they wouldn't uh, so know yeah, that it's there. You, you, yeah, you can, you can use that. No, would the child know that the app is there? <laughs> the child wouldn't, the only time the child would actually know that it's there is the time that you install it. Otherwise, all the other ones will actually show that there's an app that's on their phone. Mm-hmm. So, in other words, they will see that app on the app list. 
But if you're actually using phone-to-phone, in other words, uh, iOS or Android to iOS or Android, then the only time they're going to know is when you set it up. The other times, you're just going to go into the menu. So you're going to click your settings cog. You're going to go down, and you're going to see something like screen time. And then you're going to open it up, and then you're going to be able to monitor things that are going on. But, but here's the deal, and this is very, very important. On, on the one side, there's just monitoring, okay? So screen time shows you how much they use, and it helps you to block things down. Yeah. But there are other apps which are now using artificial intelligence and uh, other types of tools to be able to actually monitor the keywords. So say your child has been bullied, or say your child uses the word suicide or self-harm. It will actually send you a message wow. to say this was typed or this was inside a message. Now, that software is called Bark. Now, we see students inside schools because obviously we teach there. Yeah. And parents are saying, you know, my child is self-harming. He's talking about self-harm or she's talking about self-harm and so on. And we say, well, put Bark onto the phone and then you're going to pair your phone to theirs and it's going to read what's in the phone without reading every text, not without telling you or you seeing every text. You're only going to see really negative or harmful keywords. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. Uh, finally, Dean, I think we've all, uh, we all have a very reactionary approach to, to this whole thing. How do we become proactive and what do we say when we teach children about safe online use? So I think the, the deal here is, is that kids... Um, feel like they know so much more than their parents. They're often actually quite critical of the way in which their parents use their devices. They mm. kind of snigger at it and laugh at it because, you know, we can't navigate settings yeah. and all sorts of things as well as they can. So the first thing is, is if you talk down to them and you condescend and you patronize, you're immediately going to create a bit of a bridge. So you need to realize that you need to try and rebuild that bridge and take an interest in their life. Take an interest in what's trending. Ask them questions. And if they're a bit blocked about it, then share with them something that you found interesting and see if they're open up about it. So what I'm trying to say is communication is really, really important Mm. because otherwise there's this big flat divide between yourself and your child. And then when you do talk to them about it, what you're actually doing is you don't want to be like necessarily like too in their face about it Mm. because they can get quite picky about it. So often it's like in the car drive or when you're out walking together or watching a TV show. And what you're trying to do is you're trying to say, I saw this thing when... And you're talking about your life, and then you ask them about theirs. And so what you can start to do is, in that moment, you start to teach them about what your values are. Oh, you know, in this family, that, you know, we don't do that. That is the part of the code of this family. Like, we don't bully people, and we don't try and trick people, and so on. Um, But unfortunately, the way that it is, is if you're quite in your face with your kids, you can be, I think. They're just going to shut, gonna shut down. And you've got to be quite clever. You can find Dean uh, on his website. It's www.mysociallife.com. Dean, thank you so much. I think I need to visit your website because there are also tools that we can use besides just spying on our kids. Yeah. Thank you so much, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, thanks for everything today, guys. Cheers. Weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. with Bongani and Nala. Let's take off.